Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 42, My Why. Hello, hello. Okay, I'm not going to lie. Today's episode is making me more than just a bit nervous because I am prepared to be 100% completely transparent. And that's so scary. It's scary. Uh, If you've been with me since the beginning, you know the story of how and why I started doing this podcast, right? It's something I've never planned on or even ever considered doing. But if you haven't, here's a brief recap. Our oldest daughter, B, told me that I should do a podcast after a particularly enthusiastic cheering session during COVID quarantine last spring, to which I laughed and blew it off. And then I got a really random phone call the following day from President McMurdy. He's our former stake president whose opinion and insight I so highly respect. At the time, he asked me to make him a promise that during that time, I would reach out and uplift as many people as I could. I wondered what on earth he could possibly mean and how I could do what he was asking. I remembered what B said, but again, I quickly disregarded it. And then the very next day, I was re-listening to a general conference address from October 2017, one of my all-time favorites by Sharon Eubank called Turn On Your Light. But this time, I heard it a bit differently, and the words that were spoken seemed to be yelling for my heart's attention. If you haven't read that one, go now. It will change your life. I'm just saying. I told myself I would do this podcast for my family, and it would be kind of a life history, so to speak, or that kind of a thing for my posterity, a place where I could record and they could go to hear my voice on a bad day for a positive influence or a cheer from the president of their fan clubs. And at the time, I was also trying to hashtag hear him, remember that? And I felt like my father in heaven expected something from me, and this would be a way to show him I was listening and trying to follow those promptings. So this is where we find ourselves over nine months 42 episodes and over 3,000 listeners later, I found myself last week at a point where I needed to reestablish my why. You see, for a time right now and out of necessity, I am busier than I feel like I've ever been. And every week for the past month, I've found myself in the 11th hour. I hate to admit this. In this case, it's always Saturday night, pleading with the Lord to help me put my thoughts together into something worth listening to for publication the following day. This is not ideal, obviously, and inspiration just doesn't come as well when it's coming from a place of desperation. In addition to that, I'm having more and more people reach out to me, and I absolutely love and appreciate that thank you. But I'm going to be honest, it brings with it a feeling of responsibility when I know that it's not just my kids that are listening, but people throughout North America, Europe, Asia, and Africa. That still blows my mind. (sighs) So... With another crazy, busy week, I told my husband, Doug, last week that I really needed to decide what I was going to do with this little podcast. So I earnestly began fasting and praying about what my commitment to this podcast looked like and how and what I wanted to do in moving forward. I began this week with some of the most sincere prayers I've had for quite a while. Prayers like, 
what does my father in heaven want me to do with this little podcast that is looking not so little to me anymore, even if it is only in terms of time and effort? What does he expect from me? If I decide to continue, how and in what direction can I move forward? And if I do move forward, how can I overcome my feelings of inadequacy and fear of judgment from others? Today, I want to share how God sometimes speaks with His children who are looking for answers like these. This is very personal to me, and my hope is that you'll receive it in the manner in which it was intended, and that you'll see how the Lord may be doing the same thing for you. I'm going to give you an idea of what I've honestly been bombarded with this week. I've kept a record of every incident so that I wouldn't forget. And here's that record as it unfolded. And you tell me if you're hearing the same thing I have been. First of all, last Sunday in our Zoom Sunday School class, Beautiful Destry gave the lesson, and in it she quoted from President Dallin H. Oaks, who taught in an Ensign article called Family History in Wisdom and in Order, that, quote, Our effort is not to compel everyone to do everything, but to encourage everyone to do something, end quote. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the Spirit spoke to me in that sentence that we should all be actively involved in building the kingdom of God on the earth in some way. So what was I doing? There's a lot I can't do, but I can do some things, even if it is only with a little podcast. Then on Monday night, I was listening to one of my favorite Come Follow Me studies called Sunday on Monday. It's a Deseret Bookshelf original hosted by Tammy Uzalak Hall, and she had her friend Holly Dowder on the show. They were discussing the bitter persecutions that Joseph Smith was subjected to as a result of his sharing his experiences of the first vision. And she shared how if we were in Joseph's shoes, it might be so easy under those circumstances to be tempted to retract your statement, thinking, oh, Oh, I'll just keep it to myself and just share it and keep it with my family. Imagine the thoughts that could race through your mind. I may have to just break the news one day to Moroni and God and Jesus that this isn't going to work out, that they need to find someone else because in essence, this is just too hard. That's so easy to see where that could be coming from, right? Ding, ding, ding. What I heard in those words, the words that were spoken to the very thoughts I'd had about my own situation were, it sure would be a lot easier to just share it and keep it with my family. It would be a lot easier to keep my experiences to myself. But then one day, would I have to explain why I didn't follow through with the distinct promptings given to me? Ouch! Okay. But I did justify, isn't nine months following through at least a little bit? <laughs> Tuesday, on my lunch break, I was listening in my car to the Book of Mormon. Am I the only one that misses it already? Don't get me wrong, I love what we're learning in the Doctrine and Covenants, but I maintain that there is a power that is just free for the taking when we read the Book of Mormon. So I started it over again, and in First Nephi, 3.7, we read an all-time favorite, quote, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them, end quote. We all know that scripture, mastery scripture from seminary. But if you don't think I didn't get the hint there, ugh, I did. <laughs> Tuesday morning, during my scripture study before work, I was reading in sections three through five of the Doctrine and Covenants, and I was taking notes like crazy. You guys, it seemed like every single scripture was jumping out to me. And you have to know, 
I'm aware that I'm likening the scriptures unto myself. I'm not interpreting. I just learn a lot and hear the voice of the Lord many times if I insert my name and imagine me in that scenario. So the first note actually came from a footnote, and it was right after Martin had lost the 116 pages of the Book of Mormon. And Joseph says to his mother, Lucy Mack Smith, How will I ever go back and tell Emma a tale as this? And how shall I appear before the Lord? Ding, ding, ding. Again, that idea that one day I will appear before the Lord. Do I want him to say to me, like we sometimes do our children, thank you for listening? Or, well, if you just would have done what I asked, things may have turned out differently. Oh, that was a hard pill to swallow, quite honestly. Then, in verse 5 of section 3, I read, quote, Behold, you have been entrusted with these things, but how strict were your commandments, and remember also the promises which were made to you, end quote. Ding, ding, ding. I couldn't help think of the promises again from 1 Nephi, that the Lord would prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them. I know the inspiration for this little podcast wasn't commandment, but it was direction, and I felt like it was a call to action in my case, and this segment of reading simply reminded me of that. Verse 7, quote, For behold, you should not have feared man more than God, although men said at not the counsels of God and despise his words. Verse 8, Yet you should have been faithful, and he would have extended his arm and supported you against all the fiery darts of the adversary, and he would have been with you in every time of trouble. End quote. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Again, I heard how I would have been helped, how I'm going to be helped how God will support me against all the fiery darts of the adversary and be with me in every struggle. Okay, this is that transparent part. I have never felt so utterly and completely exposed by doing this podcast. I am not going to lie. I notice when I throw something out there on Instagram and there are lots of views and no likes. As human beings, we all crave validation, but every single day I have to remind myself of something I learned from my life coach Jody Moore. What other people think about you is none of your business. I love that. I try oh so hard to not fear the opinions of man more than God. One thing I know from a lifetime of experience is that when we turn to the world for our validation, we will never have enough. We will never do enough or be enough. But when we turn to our Father in Heaven and our Savior, Jesus Christ, for validation, we're always more than enough because of whose we are. That is such a powerful truth. But it's sometimes so hard to cling to in this world of social media and comparison and competition. And one more thing I want to add here is that the adversary knows when we're trying to do good, doesn't he? And he does everything in his power to thwart our efforts. You know that. I know that. Here's the perfect example. My husband just came in while I was working on this podcast and said again, Well, how's it coming? I told him I was totally feeling the struggle. I'm so easily distracted with everything today. I told him that I'd write down a few thoughts and then I'd need a snack. Or I'd have a thought or a feeling and then the phone would ring. On and on it went. Needless to say, this was taking a while. But if I can, by sharing how I receive personal revelation, help one person receive their own, then that puts a real kink in the plan the adversary has for winning that soul, doesn't it? 
So I'm pushing on. (laughs) Okay, finally in verse 9, I read, quote, and this is all in section 3. Behold, thou art Joseph, and thou wast chosen to do the work of the Lord. End quote. Ding, ding, ding. Will you insert your name here for me and give that a minute to brew in you? What is the work the Lord has chosen you for? I believe I've been chosen at different times for different purposes. And when I imagine the Lord saying, Behold, thou art Christian, and thou wast chosen. Oh, sorry, to do the work of the Lord. I get the feeling he knows that I know where I can make a difference. Mm. Wednesday's study was in Doctrine and Covenants 4. Oh, I can't read that section without all the feelings. <laughs> I was called to serve as the stake young women's president. And one of the great blessings for me personally was the association and relationships that were forged with those I was blessed to serve with. And once a year, we joined forces with the stake young men's presidency to teach mission prep classes. Bobby Lewis was the stake young men's president at the time and a very inspired one at that. He challenged us all to memorize section four of the Doctrine and Covenants and led us each week in reciting it. The thoughts and feelings of hearing that in unison from a mighty army of youth still brings me to tears. In verse 2, I love the part that says, quote, Therefore, O ye that embark in the service of God, see that ye serve him with all your heart, might, mind, and strength, that ye may stand blameless before God at the last day. And in verse 3, Therefore, if ye have desires to serve God, ye are called to the work, end quote. Ding, ding, ding. Again, that standing before God to account for what you feel you've been called to do, regardless of how insignificant it may seem to you. Not chosen because of my skill or my abilities or my enthusiasm, only chosen and called because of my desire to serve. And then in that same calling, we can be qualified through development in the characteristics found in verses 5 and 6. And to wrap that section up in a big fat bow for me, I read in verse 7, quote, Ask and ye shall receive, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. End quote. President Boyd K. Packer has said, quote, No message is repeated more times in scripture than the simple thought, Ask and ye shall receive. End quote. Ding, ding, ding. I was asking. Was I receiving? Again, President Boyd K. Packer in his 1979 General Conference address titled Prayers and Answers said, quote, The Lord has a way of pouring pure intelligence into our minds to prompt us, to guide us, to teach us, to warn us. You can know the things you need to know instantly. Learn to receive inspiration, end quote. On Thursday, I revisited the October 2017 General Conference address by Sharon Eubank called Turn On Your Light. It's the one that impacted me so much in my decision to bring manna or meatloaf to fruition in the first place. Listen to what she says, quote, Each of us needs to be better at articulating the reasons for our faith. Use your voice and your power to articulate what you know and feel on social media, in quiet conversations with your friends, when you're chatting with your grandchildren. Tell them why you believe, what it feels like, if you ever doubted, how you got through it, and what Jesus Christ means to you. As the Apostle Peter said, Be not afraid, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. 
end quote. She then continues by referring to the quote by President Kimball about the growth of the church due to the good women of the church in September 1979. She said, quote, There is an energy that comes from happiness and optimism that doesn't just bless us. It builds everyone around us. Any small thing you do to light real happiness in others shows that you are already carrying the torch that President Kimball lit, end quote. Ding, ding, ding. We all have a responsibility to stand as witnesses for what we know and believe, and if we do it in different and happy ways, we can have a real influence in bringing others to Christ. I may not be all that articulate, but I do have hope, and I want to be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh the answer to the hope that is in me. On Friday, I was working, but I was filled with questions all day long. Questions like, why was I doing this podcast? Well, I have the answer. I am doing it because I love uplifting, encouraging, and supporting others. I love to be silly and serious and help others feel hope. Everyone who knows me knows that about me, I hope. (laughs) I was never a cheerleader in high school, but I'm living the dream now. Initially, my goal for myself and my family was to keep the important things important. And that remains a constant for myself, a goal I strive for every single day. But why do I do this? Because I want to plant smiles, give hope, and lift hearts if I can. My why may have changed a bit, but my desires and my commitment have been strengthened all through this little podcast. And I genuinely hope you found something in the content this week to help you find your own why and to have that calling confirmed by God, because you too have been called and chosen. What will you do about it? So you may be seeing and hearing more from me. And if you'd like to be part of this manna or meatloaf community that lifts, encourages, and supports others on our journey, you can find me on Instagram under the same name. Drop a line. I'd love to hear your big ding, ding, ding. And if you feel this podcast has in any way put a smile on your face or encouraged or uplifted you, feel free to share the love with your friends or in the form of a review. Now that I know what and why I'm doing it, I'd love to reach anyone who needs it. As a result of the answers that I received this week, I want my voice to stand as a witness (laughs) that God lives, that Jesus Christ is His only begotten Son, and He is our Savior and our Redeemer, that they are aware of me and my infinitesimal presence in the universe and on the contributions I can and have a desire to make. And guess what? They know the same about you. And although the contributions I make may seem entirely insignificant to the world, it's changing my world. And I hope in some small way it can help change yours. I know and have certainly been reminded this past week that God hears our prayers. He guides us through the Holy Spirit to find the answers we want and need, the answers that are important to us in our lives. He provides the ways whereby we can hear His voice. Through repentance, prayer, scripture study, and hearing the voice of the prophets, we can draw nearer to Him and know His will for us and our lives. So this week, as you find your own why, I want to leave you with a quote from Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf. Quote, By becoming the answer to someone's prayer, we often find the answer to our own. End quote. That's exactly what this episode has been for me this week. Thanks so, so much for joining me on this journey. 